once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined by Jess Marcotte for a game of Cadences, a two-player asynchronous role-playing game about a pair and their distance. Cadences is a game about two people in a relationship that could be uh, romantic, it could be platonic, it could be anything in between, with a distance between them. That distance could be literal, it could be, as it is in our game, a little more metaphorical. Over the course of a set number of days, as I mentioned, this game is played asynchronously, uh, the players dictate the story of this pair, what happens to them, how their relationship changes over the course of however long they are separated by this distance, as well as the shape that that distance takes in this sort of beautiful, poetic, metaphorical phase of the game. Uh, like I said, it's played asynchronously. Uh, we played this very specifically over the course of two weeks. I've included timestamps before each of our recordings so you can get a sense of the passage of time in between each chapter of our story. Uh, I think the game is absolutely amazing and incredible and it really, like, it creates this beautiful long-term thing that, like, really hit home and, you know, it became a part of my day in this really beautiful way. I have so many positive things to say about Cadences, but I'd rather you just go and pick up the game yourself. Cadences is currently crowdfunding. You can find a link to that crowdfund in the show notes. I really think you should go pick up a copy because, honestly, I think this game is something special and you're going to want to read it and experience it for yourself. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with Jess Marcotte. Jess, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thanks for having me. I am really, really excited. I am unbelievably excited for this particular episode, it's particularly because we're not playing the whole game today, and it's going to be a little bit of a fun and interesting format. But before we talk too much about that, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about what we are playing this week, as well as anything else you've got going on you might want them to know about. Sure. Uh, so this week we are playing Cadences, uh, which is a asynchronous game for two people about distance in a relationship and the different forms uh, that it can take and what it might look like between two people, not necessarily a romantic couple, not necessarily a friendship, could be, uh, you know, a cashier in a grocery store and the, their regular customer, uh, could be a parent and child, uh, any relationship and what shape that takes. What I want you to know about me and what I'm up to uh, I'm one of the co-founders of Soft Chaos, which is a workers co-op, uh, baby workers co-op. We just, we just officially formed in May 2021, uh, but we've been working together for a long while. And we are on Camaraderie. We're the first project uh, outside of the actual Camaraderie developers to, to launch on there. And we are doing a crowdfunding campaign for Zine Month for Cadences starting mid-February. So by the time that this airs, uh, it'll already be up on Indiegogo. That's amazing. I'm, I'm so excited about it. Honestly, like I've been thinking about the game ever since ever since I like ever since I first heard about it, like when we started planning this episode, like it's just it's so up my alley. And to talk a little bit about how the game is played, we are going to be. Uh, we are going to be setting the stage and defining what our distance is, and then we are going to be recording a series of voicemails back and forth to kind of set the stage and react to to the way that that, that distance and that separation is going to impact us. And, like, I'm just – this is a style of play that I, I'm so – just – it's so cool. It's really, really good, and I cannot wait to play it. Yeah, we we're really excited to experiment with like asymmetrical roles and yeah, like different play styles. Uh, so for this game, we're really aiming to try and like help players who might want to do something a bit more abstract but not feel so at ease with it, uh, while also supporting like very concrete storytelling play too. So there are actually two roles, and you and I will have to decide between the two of us who plays which role. So one of us will play the pair, which is the two people who are in the relationship. And that's a very concrete role. So uh, you respond to questions that let you know what is actually going on in the relationship. Like, are you having a fight? Did one of you give each other a very big gift? Uh, 
that sort of thing. And then the distance is much more amorphous and metaphorical and poetic uh, and responds to the events uh, that are happening in the relationship. And then that's that's sort of the, the loop of, of play is uh, the players responding to each other uh, with the with the the stories that they're telling each other. I love it. I could not be more excited. Um, so let's decide who is playing which role. Uh, do you have one of the two roles that you're more interested in or excited about? I mean, I, I love them both. Uh, it's it's really up to you. I'm, I'm happy to play the pair, happy to play the distance. I think in that case, I'd like to play the pair. I think having a more concrete role is going to be is going to be more more fun. Like having that that role that kind of like maps those things out a little more concretely is a little bit more my play style. Sounds great. So now that we've decided uh, who will play the distance, who will play the pair, now we're going to decide how long our connection will last and how we will communicate over the course of the connection. Mm-hmm. So we'll decide on the number of rounds. Uh, we've got, we're planning to play over the course of two weeks. So I would maybe suggest that we not make ourselves responsible for like a response every day. Uh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't think that's, I don't think that's, I don't think that's reasonable and it would go against the spirit of the show being that this is a, uh, that I care more about like us having space and boundaries and comfort than I do hashtag content. So I think that's the right call. So, so I don't know, maybe something like five rounds, which would be five turns each too. Uh, five. I, yeah, I think five feels good. Five feels like a good round. That feels like a good round number. That feels like a good that 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 would also give like a lit if we're playing over two weeks that would give us a, a you know a day or two between each between would give us a few days to 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 send out our respective messages which will give us some time to think and and chew on things and sort of like really decide where we where we what we want to be in the next message. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and actually, uh, you mentioned safety mechanics, and that's definitely uh, part of the game too. So. Uh, you know, we've we've talked before uh, about this already in preparation for like being on the show together, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, if there are any topics that we want to put behind a veil or that we want to make sure that we don't address. That's also something that we would talk about now. But you and I have already had a chat about that, and I think we're on the same page. So yeah, we we've got a, we're pretty we're pretty comfortably on the same page. And you know, the the three things that I I, I always say, uh, the three things that I always say about the safety the safety guidelines of of the show itself are, this is an open conversation, right? Like each of our each of our comfort is the most important thing, and mm-hmm. then also. Uh, this is also an edited podcast, and so, like, what you, the listener, are hearing is is already been kind of negotiated and talked through, and we're both comfortable with ever with the finished product. And also, and lastly, we have we have tools like uh, cut and break in play to really ensure that, like, if something comes up and and playing asynchronously, that'll that'll we'll lean more on the open communication aspect of it. But and we, we are, also we have are, the time to you know yeah to check in with each other if it's like wait a minute that last. Thing was a little intense or, right yeah, yeah yeah we can and we would like we, as we're in touch with each other we can send each other kind of out of game things of like hey is that cool are you comfortable with this and so we're mm-hmm. you, we the, we are I, I appreciate you bringing it up and yeah we are we are playing comfortably with safety in mind because that's very it's we're we are more important in the game yes absolutely Although, you know, I'm very excited to play the game. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I don't want to I don't want to downplay how wonderful the game is. But, yes, but I want to oh, say safety that, first. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and lastly, we already decided how we're going to communicate. Uh, we're going to leave each other voicemails. Well, you know, audio recordings. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that that takes care of the very beginning of the game. At that point. Yeah, it sounds like we're going to take maybe like possibly a day or two in between our responses, depending on how our weeks are going. Uh, and uh, I think like one important thing to mention is that like, you know, um, although our play is going to last two weeks, that doesn't map onto the length of the relationship. So, you know, right. uh, we can have any length of time pass between uh, our different turns and any amount of time in the relationship could be years, could be months. Um, it's really, it's really up to us and how that takes shape. Uh, I love it. So uh, my final question for you is, should we perform the, the opening ritual now, or is that something we would perform asynchronously? We have the choice. Um, but since I have to start the opening ritual and be very poetic, 
I think that maybe I want to take my time with it. That sounds great. I, I, I'm all about it. I, I wanted to make sure I put the choice into your hands, but that sounds great. I'm all, I, oh. I love it. Actually, no, you, you start the opening ritual. I'm sorry, but yeah, I think it makes sense to take a, a little bit of time. Um, but sounds one great. thing that, one thing we could talk about, uh, together, uh, although you can also just let me know when you, uh, send your first answer is who do we want our pair to be? Like who, who what relationship do we want to, explore uh over the course of the game that is a really good question i would love to talk that through a little bit right now and i'm trying mm-hmm. to decide I'm trying to decide what angle i really want to run with it what do you have any any thoughts anything anything that's been kind of kicking around in your head that you're like oh that would be a really fun thing to explore i think like hmm i think the thing i'm that that feels the most predictable in a game like this is a romantic relationship, and I think I want to lean away from that because I, I want to lean into surprise. Yeah, I do too. I think that feels right. I feel like pushing away from that feels like the most exciting option. Uh, but beyond that, you know, um, yeah, there's so much richness. Uh, humans, we connect to each other in such, like, strange ways. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a it's a good question. I Yeah, Maybe something off the the beaten track a little bit, uh, but also like I would love to you know have a pretty deep uh, pair uh, relationship wise. So yeah, maybe maybe folks that are going to be in touch with each other for a while, uh, who are going to affect each other's lives. My immediate thought, and and this is rooted in this is rooted in the most stereotypical Jeff Stormer answer, and I almost want to push away from it, even as it even as it's as its allure is pulling me in like like a like a sailor to the rocks. Um, I, my immediate thought is is a co- like creative collaborators, right? Like Ooh. like two people that worked. My 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 first instinct was to say two professional wrestlers that have been like in a promotion together for a while. But I think I want to lean away from that, even mm. though that even though like I said, drawing me like a sailor to the rocks, but. I want to say like bandmates or or podcast co-hosts or people that that uh, like uh, that have created together and have created together for a while like in a or a, a a comedy duo like something where people have been creating together for a very long time and are I, now separated for some reason. I love the idea of bandmates. I want, and I want like the Jeff Stormer experience. So like I am I am very here for yeah Somehow musical collaborators, I think it gives me some material to to maybe play off of with song lyrics and and that sort of stuff in in how I frame my distance. I think that's good. I think bandmates is really, really solid. I think that gives me exactly what I really want to kind of kick off the uh kick off the opening opening ritual and really kind of take the story in an unexpected direction. I think there's gonna be some really good, interesting angles to play with that when we're thinking about distance. Yeah, you know, creative collaborators can be a very intense connection. Um, yeah. And like a very meaningful one and a very vulnerable one. So I'm, yeah, that's, that feels right to me. That feels great. Um, and so really with that, um, I will go ahead and we will throw it over to our, uh, we will throw it over to our voicemails to kind of start off the opening ritual, take us through the game. And then you and I will check back in in about two weeks for our, uh, our post game wrap up. I'll be looking forward to it. All right. Saturday, February 5th, 9.23 p.m. The opening ritual. Describe the first time that your two people became aware of each other and what their initial connection is. Maggie Mags Edelman, she, her pronouns, and Tara Shockley, also she, her pronouns, first became aware of each other at a zine swap. Uh, Maggie was selling prints, little artwork prints. Tara was selling one-page tabletop RPG adventures. The two of them hit it off. They became friends. They became mutual admirers of each other's work. And they became Twitter mutuals. They became chatting. They became friends. And over time, they became collaborators. They started working on tabletop RPG adventures. They started working on comics. They started working on little collaborative projects together. They were They've been pretty successful to date not necessarily like quit their job successful but they've built a little bit of a following they've built a little bit of a rhythm they are an established two-person team each of their work 
have taken on the qualities of the other person. Tara's writing is very present in Mag's artwork, and Mag's artwork is associated with Tara's written projects, her comics, her adventures, her games, etc. The two of them, their work are very tied together. When someone thinks about one of their work, they think about the other's work. That's their initial connection. That is how they first came to meet each other. That is the friendship that has blossomed. Distance, what are you? Tuesday, February 8th, 2.56 p.m. I am vast and infinite, unknowable and beyond the reach of time. I am the distance. When two people meet, I am dragged out of the ineffable beyond and take on a new shape. I've begun to slowly shrink, connecting two people. At first, I was a scent on the wind, unseen and barely detected. I could have come from anywhere. Then, I was a seed planted in a paper cup, fragile, carefully pushing out my tentative root, uncurling, packed with possibility, boundaries unknown. Now, I am the tree and the fence that grows intertwined with it. I hold my other self up. My heartwood has grown around my metal links. To separate me would be painful. Eventually, when I rust or grow too inconvenient and tall, perhaps I will be cut away, sawed at until only a small core remains, metal and wood, side by side, some part of both myselves still inside of each other. But until then, I grow. The metal inside of me, the metal that is me, a stubborn streak that resists and persists and makes something new. Tuesday, February 8th, 2.56 p.m. Mags and Tara have had studio days, co-working days, for a fairly long time. They've worked so closely and so much together that they kind of just started, like, taking a day a week, sometimes two days a week, and just... Working on sometimes the work that they do together, sometimes the work they do separately, like working on these things together for months now, months and months, probably close to like a year. How it's always worked is one of them will host in their apartment, the other will come over, they'll bring coffee, they'll hug, they'll chat, sometimes they'll work in silence, sometimes they'll work together closely on a project they're both working on. It's just a really nice, long co-working experience. But today, something was off. The energy was not was not where it usually is. Mags showed up at Tara's apartment. They hugged. They they dropped off their things, and she looked around and she realized that she'd forgotten the coffee. And it's just like a small thing. She went out and got the coffee, but like it just was like a whole part of like a broader. She just was wrapped up in stuff, you know, like a convention that she thought was going to be remote was now in person, and so she had to figure that out. And she was going to stay with some people, but then they had a messy breakup, so she doesn't really have a place to stay for the convention. It just was, she, there's been this whole thing on Twitter, it's just been kind of a mess, and Tara is understanding, like, but it doesn't put, hasn't been kind of invested in sort of the work half of things in the same way, and is really, like, embracing kind of just working with, with her friend for her friend's sake, and the energy that has been between them just wasn't quite where it was, and, and Mags has just been kind of wrapped up in stuff lately, for lack of a better way to put it. Tuesday, February 8th, 9.06 p.m. My metal spine in the meat of the wood turns to graphite. My wood is angled and cut, sharpened like a stake. I am the worn-down pencil nub, tracing over a face mindlessly sketched. The face that gets drawn when someone just decides to draw whatever. The same eye shape, the same brow ridge, the same familiar face that lurks inside uncountable sketchbook pages. A well-worn, comfortable path, looping over itself, erased and readjusted, but always reasserting that same limiting holding pattern. I'm the doodle in the margin of the ledger that tracks every little moment, every little mistake. I'm also the scent of stale coffee left too long on the desk beside it. I am the dried flowers that slowly disintegrate into rust-colored flakes and dust, still also a reminder of the pleasure of when I was new. Maybe through that transformation, I can be renewed. Wednesday, February 9th, 
1.56 p.m. The next few co-working days don't go especially well. As Mag sees it, Tara is just kind of showing up and not really investing in the work. Just kind of being like, all right, I'm here. I didn't really do anything in the last week and kind of have, you know, goofing around a little bit flighty, a little bit head in the clouds. And as as Tara sees it, Mags is so wrapped up in drama and business and the grind of it all that she's starting to phone it in in her work and her work is getting strained and it's just not showing her full personality and they start butting heads at their their weekly co-working day and it finally kind of explodes in a little bit of a fight where Tara says look you know the reason I clean my goddamn apartment every two weeks and she says it with a laugh but it's that it's that kind of laugh where you're not you're not trying to make someone smile you're not trying to fuse the situation you're just kind of trying to like fill a space she says the reason that i clean my apartment every goddamn two weeks is because my best friend is coming over to like make stuff with me and i kind of want you to appreciate that and mags kind of blows up and and is a little hurt by that and for a while they stopped doing their co-working days they've just they've they've stopped hanging out really and mags has started drawing in a coffee shop it's the coffee shop around from our apartment it's it's hipstery as hell i cannot i cannot emphasize this enough uh until one day tara comes by mags is deep in work and tara's hand slams down on a table it's got some notes it's got a little bit of a script it's and tara sits down and says look it's it's not what I normally would give you. It's not our normal work, but I want you to look at this. I want you to see it, and I want you to give me your thoughts honestly and truly. Thursday, February 10th, 3.26 p.m. At first, I am a breath held too long. I am the congestion of a truly bad head cold. Ears blocked. Ugh. I am the pressure of it. That feeling, like being underwater. Forcing too hard could clear things out, or it could damage that delicate flesh. It's hard to say. I grow larger until I encompass everything. That pressure, the most important thing. The only thing. Then, I am the first clap of thunder that begins the storm. I am the storm. I pour out my pressure all at once, and it is such a relief. And yet, I am now the water in the field, the sudden soaking of a small patch of ground. I am the unexpected mud and the chill in the air. I am both the ruin of someone's day and an opportunity to run out and play. I am the rain boots in the mud puddle. I am the curiosity of a child. What would it be like to just let go and make a big fucking mess? I am the imagined image of a parent's dismay at seeing the child covered in mud. I am the hand on the doorknob. I am the intake of breath, a sharp inhale. Saturday, February 12th, 2.58 p.m. The weather outside has been lovely lately. Like, unseasonably warm, which has implications that Max doesn't want to think about, but <sighs> she's been spending a lot of time in the park she's been like doodling in the park and she hasn't the thing is she hasn't touched the script that tara gave her she's they chatted a little bit at the coffee shop but like she hasn't like engaged with it she read through it it's like a it's like kind of a funny animal comic it's not really normally their style it's not really a thing that mags has really any experience in drawing and she's just she's been sketching and she's been doodling and she's just been drawn still lifes of stuff she sees in the park and periodically she flips through the script and she's just like i don't i don't like this isn't our this isn't like our thing this isn't a thing like like what's the point what's the plan here what's the thing and she finally like she she she, she this is a thing that happens with mags is she gets up in her head and she starts thinking about like plans and structures and you know, years down the road and business plans and she starts making to-do lists in her head and this is a very, this is very not that. This this script is very, doesn't seem to be leading anywhere and it's not really what she's normally, a, but 
She spent all this time thinking about, you know, the, the convention and if she was going to go, if she felt safe going, and if, you know, what, what the deal was with her printer, if she was going to move, and if all these other things, and she was like, I don't, you know what, screw it. And she just, like, kind of, like, puts down her sketchbook, and she takes out the script, and she kind of starts doodling, and she starts laughing, and she starts, like, just idly kind of, like, drawing some animals based on the various dogs and, and, and squirrels and that one cat that is walking without a leash. How do you get a cat to walk without a leash? She's just doodling animals, and she's just... Relaxing for a bit. And there are... There are deadlines, and there are things that she, by all rights, should probably be working on. But she's going to work on this, and she's going to make this script, and we'll see where it goes. Saturday, February 12th, 7.03 p.m. There's a piece of me that is the hands that rejoice in being used to a purpose. Like the music of spheres singing when everything is in alignment. I am the hours that pass before the reader looks up from a good book. I am pure dopamine. But I am also the imagined voice of disapproval. I am nails chewed to the quick. I am the text message left unread. I am tightness in your stomach. I am what could be, but never what is. I am laser-focused. The same scene playing out again and again, with a thousand different results and imagined replies. I gnaw and gnash and terrorize, waiting to bite but not yet knowing if it's even warranted. I am a noble not because I am so vast, filled with infinite possibilities, but instead because I am only one question unanswered, often pondered. I am the wet sock that has to be wrung out with bare hands and then put back against the skin inside of a shoe. I am the food that you used to love the taste of, but that you smelled once when you were truly unwell, and now I forever remind you of that time in your life. But what I am most of all right now is silence. Monday, February 14th, 6.39pm. Tara knew that this day was coming. She knew that this conversation was going to happen. But it's one of those conversations that knowing it's going to happen doesn't make it easier. They've started having co-working days again, and... God damn it, she could see it on Mags's face as she was working. She just knew, she knew, she knew that this conversation was going to come. And she kind of pushed it away and said, no, I'm having too much fun. I'm actually enjoying making this silly, fun little Talking Animals comic. And I'm not really thinking too much about it. But she knew they were going to have to have this talk in the very near future, she could see it on Mags's face. She could hear it in the words that she was saying. And it didn't make the conversation any less shocking and painful and like the kind of gritted teeth conversation you just want to get through. Mags showed up one day with a folder of papers and it was a business plan, a crowdfunding plan. It was a marketing. It was all of these technical things it was a list of podcasts about about comics that we could talk to and blogs and it was business stuff and tara having thought through this conversation for a long time had to be the one to be the bad to be the villain and say stop and mags is confused but tara says i don't want this project to be this it's not what i intended when i handed you that script i just wanted something for my friend and i to work on that was fun that could take our minds off of all of this and she gestures to the folders and mags is so confused and frustrated and 
they have another fight and it hurts. It hurts real bad. But this one's not quite as bad as the others because like once they get through it, they both say their piece. Mags is like, why am I working on something and putting time and energy into something that doesn't have an end point, that doesn't have a purpose, that's not what I that's not the kind of work that I want to be doing. And Tara's like, I don't want to be thinking about everything in my life as this sort of hashtag project, hashtag content, and the two of them spoke and they kind of reached an agreement and they said, okay, you know what? Mags, you love this stuff and I love that about you. It's why you're one of my favorite people, but uh, this project I don't give a fuck about beyond making something with my friends. So I'm fine if this is gesturing at the folders of the route you want to take with it. That's fine. I just need you to know that like I can't bring myself to engage with it in that way. Like the way that I engage with it is always just going to be having fun with this person that I love. And Mag says back to Tara, okay, then I have to ask you the tough question. Are you okay if we talk about money? And Tara says, I don't, I honestly do what you want with the money. If you want to do 25% to me, 20% to me, I know that we've done 50, 50 in the past, just, this is not a project I care about the money for, so you decide what is fair, and we will go with that. And Mags, <sighs> they have this out, and, and they have the little bit of the fight, and thing tensions are high, and then they get to the core of it, and they actually just land on something that kind of makes them both happy, and as electric, and as painful, and as bracing, and as harsh, and as tense in the muscles as that first moment is when it's over... It's warm and it's cozy and it's it's back to what it was way back when of we're just making a thing because we love it. And and whether or not that lasts, I don't know, but it's enjoyable for now. Tuesday, February 15th, 9.07 p.m. I am the companionable sound of the stream. I am the water comfortably carrying myself toward a larger body toward maybe a lake or even a wide ocean. When the snow melts or the rain falls heavy, I sometimes overflow my banks. I carry away a small part of the bed that bounds me. What I take away is so small that it is unnoticeable to the eye until it isn't. I carve my path. I am relentless. And then I am the roots of a tree that tries to hold the bank of the stream together. It is for myself that I try to hold on to what is beneath me, so that I too am not washed away. When I fall, I may bridge the gap between the sides, or I may block up the stream entirely and cause fresh complications. I am an uneasy equilibrium between root, earth, and water that cannot last forever. Entropy is the natural state of the universe. Wednesday, February 16th, 7.27 p.m. It's about a year later. Mags is on stage at a comic book convention, one of the smaller press shows. It's one of the, like, three conference rooms in a hotel shows. She's giving a talk about publishing animal comics in difficult times. Tara's in the crowd smiling and beaming, and the thing is, Mags is on stage, but she's not on stage as Mags. She's on stage as M.T. Bowlesley. It was a pen name that Tara actually suggested, M for Mags, T for Tara, her argument was, like, I don't really want the responsibility of being the public face of this thing, and you clearly do, so use a pen name, we'll work together on it, and when you go to a show, buy me a badge. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, badges were, like, $20, so it's not, like, expensive, but it was the symbol of the thing. And so, Mags is on stage, Tara is in the crowd, smiling, beaming, laughing, watching her best friend talk about this topic, and they both kind of know... Mags on stage, Tara in the audience, they both know that this isn't going to last forever. This happiness isn't going to last forever. Mags is going to overstep on a project, and she's going to overcommit and take things too seriously and get wrapped up and stuff. And Tara is going to flake and brush things off and kind of approach things lackadaisically, and they are going to butt heads, and they are going to fight, and eventually... They might very well have a fight where they don't reach a nice conclusion like they did this time. It's on the table, and they know that. 
but it hasn't happened yet and there's no guarantee that it does and most importantly they're having fun right now and they like the work that they're doing and they like the work they're doing together and uh, isn't that enough thursday february 17th 12:03 p.m i am the neighbor's cat who comes for a visit whenever i damn well please i slip in when you carry the groceries inside i am comfortable here I see that you've left my favorite blanket on my couch. I see that you've cleaned it, so I will bless you by rolling around on it and marking it with my scent and fur. I do not know what you have done with the last neighbors, but I am unconcerned, so long as you remember to keep treats on hand. Sometimes, I sit by you in companionable silence, napping in the paper bag that you have left out for me, the handle snipped so that I do not get it caught around my neck. Sometimes, I find the twist ties that you have lost under the fridge, and carry them around in my mouth. You do not know whether I am in the habit of swallowing plastic. I enjoy giving off this air of mystique. You take photos of me and call me the building inspector. I chase avocado pits across your floor. I choose to be here, but I have other business to tend to, too, you know. Sometimes, I visit you almost every day. Sometimes you do not see me for a month. But when I return, so does our routine. We pick up right where we left off. Comfortable, but not too close. You call me your not my cat. You do not know how old I am or whether I need special food. I do not wear a collar. I do not come when I am called. And that's okay. So, uh talk us through talk us through the the final movements of the game. Okay, so the pair starts, uh, so just how you opened us off, uh, you'll start this closing ritual by describing sort of the last moment that one of the people in the pair thinks of the other. Mm. And you can, that, that's up to you for interpretation, uh, you know, we were thinking that could mean all sorts of things about how relationships end and how they have continuance beyond, uh... A whole variety of situations. Uh, you'll describe the last moment that one of the pair thought about the other. And that right. will represent the end of the relationship between them. And then you'll ask me the distance. What are you now? All right. I've, I've put a lot of thought into this all day. And I, 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 I know the answer. Ooh. I've been thinking <laughs> about it too on, on my end. Uh, but obviously I'll see what you have and how that changes what I've been thinking about. It is, it is years later. Uh, Tara is in her little cottage in the woods. It's the one that she bought with the last of the buyout money. Uh, she's, she's there. She's with her wife. The kid has grown. They are in college. And honestly, they're pretty happy to have the space back. Uh, they they love their they love their kid with all their hearts, but you know, as at a certain moment, you go finally the space is ours again, and they have they have they have embraced living on their own in their little tiny cottage out away from the world, and on this particular night, they are flipping through whatever the streaming service du jour is at this point in the nebulous future. They're flipping through. Nothing's really jumping to mind. Nothing, nothing is standing out. And one of those, you know, delightfully not at all annoying autoplaying trailers starts playing. And before they have a chance to click over to something else, they pause and Tara lets out this big, deep, uh, this big, deep laugh. Because there is a trailer for a children's cartoon based on the work of M.T. Bolesley. And Tara is is tickled and delighted, and her immediate response is, oh my god, I didn't even realize that that was actually, like, in... I didn't realize they had actually, like, announced a date for it. I, And she spends the next few minutes kind of, like, giggling and telling her wife, April, about various little tiny, like, production things that she's kind of picked up on secondhand from, like, vague text messages once every couple of weeks and social media posts, and she goes, oh, that actor, the one playing the bear, actually campaigned a lot for this. Like, a lot of this show actually happened because 
he really, really wanted it to happen. And she pulls up a picture from Instagram of this actor holding one of the original run zines. And she's like, look, it's, it's great. It just it put a big smile on my face when I see it. And they talk for a few minutes and they laugh and she shares a few stories and she goes, cool. We should actually we should really watch that at some point. It's not what I'm feeling right now, but like we'll put it on the queue and we'll we'll put it on later. And then. I mean, being brutally honest, they never go back and rewatch it, but it's one of those, it's one of those, like, forever filler items on your streaming queue. But once, but, like, in that moment, she, like, smiles and laughs and just, like, shares a few stories about, like, the various things that she's picked up on about this, and it, it, it puts a smile on her face, and it is, it is, it is the last time that she would think about mags and mt bolsley and all these little things with any depth in her life but it was just a little moment for her to kind of laugh and giggle and think about oh yeah this is this this is this is this neat little thing that i'm kind of sort of tied to and then they end up watching wrestling so what are you now distance i am a billy shelf like an ikea billy Mm -hmm. shelf uh filled to the brim with comic books and their dressed-up siblings' graphic novels. And I am the unpacking of that case. I am the box that will hold them and the attic in which they're stored. And I'm a window in that attic, looking on a night sky... Uh, with a vast nebula, sort of pale and milky white, visible above a tiny little cottage in the woods. And I am that nebula. I am vast and infinite and unknowable and beyond the reach of time. And with that, we move on to our debrief. Yes, yeah. Wow, this was... Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm beaming. I am absolutely beaming. So, walk us through... Walk us through the... Walk us through the debrief. Mm-hmm. So, at this point, you and I are no longer the pair in the distance, and it's time for us to say goodbye to them and the relationship between them. So, we've actually sort of been doing a part of this as we've gone because, you know, you and I were planning to record a podcast together. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we're sort of supposed to take the time to gather any artifacts from the game. So, you know, if we had played by literal post, we might have like a collection of letters or Mm -hmm. or postcards, that sort of thing. Uh, Or maybe like a collection of files on a desktop, some emails, uh, you know, printed out like posts or something. Um, And we would sort of collect those and and put them all together in, in one place. Um, and for us, I guess that means, you know, we'll, we will have this podcast. That is great. That is, this is our, this is our, this is our reminder of the game that we've played over the last, uh, week and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now there are a few questions to sort of ease us back into like, well, I mean, yeah, sort of ease us out of that, that connection between the, the distance and the pair. Uh, so there's some like guide questions, but we can also take it off book. And the idea is to like think through the experience and revisit any strong feelings that we had while playing. Uh, so the first question is, um, what is something that you appreciate about your distance and your pair? Was there a particular exchange that stands out, stands out to you uh, that you liked uh, an image or an event, something else? So the first thing that pops into my mind, the immediate the immediate thought that I had was that there was a, a beautiful there were a few beautiful sequences that you laid out as the distance that really like stuck in my mind. And the first one was in that in that first turn, in that introduction of the distance describing that tree that had been wrapped up in the fence. It, 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 after, after, after kind of like briefly introducing these two characters and immediately hearing about that tree and that fence, it kind of set my mind exactly on like the dynamic between these two and the, the relationship between them and the, the, the way that their journeys were taking them. And it just was like, 
it, it was it was a it was such a specific visual that even as as we moved on to other turns and other descriptions and other the divisions of the distance that one that one visual of that tree and that fence wrapped up in one another just like stuck in my head and i kept i just kept coming back to it because it was so evocative and perfect and it, i appreciated it so much and then the other little thing that kind of ran throughout was the the little tiny pieces of and I think that we like it was also very apparent in that last turn that in that in the closing ritual that you just did the little tiny pieces of the the story of Mags and Tara that like the like the the sketchbook full of like repeated faces and the way that it those little details that felt like they could have been pulled right out of the right out of the 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 experience of the pair and then kind of spun them into these beautiful poetic you know, metaphorical visions was just like it, it, it transported me in a way that was absolutely incredible. For, for me, I think like the, the image that stands out to me is in the coffee shop, just like somebody slamming down like a script and they're like, I I don't know what this is. You don't know what this is. <laughs> we don't know what we're going to do. But here's this thing. And it's like this this peace offering. But also, yeah, it was it was this moment of like, hey, we're going to try to make it work. Yeah. I want to make it work with you. And, and I, I was like, I, I really I, I and, and and this is this is just talking about the general experience of of, of making uh the individual turns. But like. Kind of the three pieces of the turn where it was, uh, like, uh, going on a walk and listening to the musical track that accompanied the game, listening to your previous turn's audio, and then, like, just kind of, and then the the prompt around one of the, the languages and one of the random results, and every single time, like, I would do two of them in in, in a varying order, and I'd be like, I think I know where this is going to go, and then that third... Whatever that third prompt was would just throw me for such a loop in the most creatively inspiring way of like, oh, okay, now I got to think this through. Now I really have to think about like how this looks. Yeah, and it's I, incredible. Um, uh, thank you. It it means a lot to to hear you say that. Uh, for me, I, I just kept on being like, like I, I was like, I was never sure what you might be understanding from what I was saying. And I was trying really hard not to like dictate anything in particular, but kind of be like, you know, like there are possibilities here. Like we Uh don't know which way this is going to turn, but like, these are like the things that are intention maybe. Uh Um, And yeah, so I, I I think for me, the the thing that I noticed is that like, because I, I live near a river, uh, my walks were sort of like, oh, like, I am near the frozen river again. And I just like, I love water, generally. I, I'm actually a scuba diver. So I just kept on like, yes, water felt especially important uh, in our game somehow. It, It's funny, if I had to pull out the one thing that was probably most relevant, uh, most relevant in terms of like the the themes that I was pulling on throughout the, the throughout my turns as the as I was walking... It was a really strange week to to walk around, and that is entirely because the weather was just like the weather in in, in my neck of the woods in Philadelphia was just absolutely chaotic. <laughs> it was it was it was sixty one day, and then twenty the next, and then it got warm again, and then it was like cloudy and windy and warm, and like. There was a very clear moment, I want to say it's between turns two and three, where one day it's 60 and the next day it was 20. And I remember the the scene where they have their fight during co-working day of like, this isn't working and like, we're had like, that, 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 that description of it being electric, that description of it being like bracing and electric was the experience of walking going on a walk a day after it was so warm that I was in a t-shirt being bundled up and still just being so cold that it's like hurting my skin. 
Wow. Yeah. And it was, it was that, that sensory experience, so color. And like, it kept doing that where like the, just the, the sheer weather in my neighborhood so kept like coloring the very specific emotional state as I was carrying things into the, into my turns. I love it when the weather's on your side when you make yeah. a game. Like, yeah, what, what you might not know is that Soft Chaos is fully capable of controlling the weather. So, like, of course. Yeah, and I really like, appreciated that you were that you were keeping me on my toes. Oh wow! But yeah, I could. Yeah, I think I could feel that in your in your posts. And I another another moment I really appreciate it was like I think there was some very concrete details that like felt so pulled out of the experience of like being a small creator, mm-hmm. like uh, especially like you know like the three room kind of conference panel. Yeah. Uh yeah, like I think everything everything that you evoked with your words I could immediately picture. Like I I've I've been I've been to that panel a lot. So I, I really appreciated that about about your writing. Oh, I'm so glad. That means that really, really means a lot to me. It was there was it, there was a lot of there were a lot of those moments. Uh that panel in particular and uh the 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 coffee shop in particular is the coffee shop that I walk by like every day. It's the coffee shop on my corner. I it is an unbelievably like hipstery co- big city coffee shop, and I love it with all of my heart. Uh, <laughs> and so I could very clearly vision it as I was as I was picturing. I could tell you what table Mags was sitting at. Like I could tell you how many tables are in there. It just it like. There, those little details were were just things as I was walking around and my mind was drifting that I feel like I've experienced so many times I could I could I could rebuild the furniture if I needed to. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I think I think that's something very useful about doing like short turns and like mm-hmm. trying to have this arc in just like five exchanges uh, that like you wind up being like, how do I? Like, how do I get, like, the most, like, dramatic mileage out of a turn? And how do I, like, evoke, like, without having, like, the space to yeah. be really, really, like, effusive? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. It, it made me, it, it, the whole the whole experience made me so happy. It was really something I was looking forward to every single day. Oh, uh, me too. It was so lovely to play with you. Oh, absolutely. So... Uh, Second oh. question. Was there yes. something about the relationship that was difficult or challenging? How does the life of this relationship relate to your own experiences? What did you imbue of yourself in the roles and what was alien to you? Hmm. So I think the thing that was difficult or challenging about the pair was trying to, like, from my end, like, not knowing uh, where you plan to take things, like, trying to envision, like, yeah how the arc was going to finish and being like a few turns in and being like, there could be like this whole life here, right? Mm -hmm. This whole long relationship, but we've got like this, this constrained time to, to like, to, to figure it out, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But like challenging in a good way, I think. Yeah. I I think for me, the thing that was most challenging was, (laughs) I think the thing for me that was most challenging was like I there were there's a there there is a lot of me in both Mags and Tara. I will I will openly say this there have been as a as a creator as a as an artist as a maker of things there are a thousand times that I have been Mags and been over enthusiastic and and shown up with way too much stuff prepared on a project and there have been an equal number of times I have been Tara and just been like I'm here to goof around. I'm here to I'm here to have fun and I really don't want to get wrapped up in the in the work of it all. And so for me the hardest part was kind of removing that sense of myself and like letting mm. the story go where it went. There were so many times that I was like, "Well, this is what I want. This is what I would want or this is this is how it has interacted in my in in the projects in my life in the past and I was like I don't want to I don't want to do that I really just kind of want to envision these two characters as their own people and like let them make the decisions that they're going to make. I think there was a real grace and care that you extended to them like you know uh in like not villainizing either of them. Mm-hmm. Um and that that really showed through. 
Uh, um, I'm, I'm really glad. And, and for me, like, you know, I'm used to being uh, a, a, a cloud of uh, primordial gases. So, uh, you know, that obviously there was a lot of the distance uh, there that was just drawn directly from my own experience. Uh, but I think like, yeah, like I found myself um, just thinking of like images, like of things that I'd seen uh, in my life, including like, yeah, like, you know, that that one tree that like grew in my elementary school schoolyard that like grew into the fence and then like eventually they like cut around it and there was still like this this chunk of wood stuck there forever or yeah having having you know the experience of like a cat who's like wanders into your house and you're like oh okay guess guess there's a cat here now oh i love uh, that cat description so much i i i can vision i can vision it so clearly it it, it i and it, 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 you, like, it was such a perfect like ending capstone. I could be like, oh yeah, I exactly see how this. And and you had mentioned this in the email that you sent over that it was like it was a big pivot from the the previous visuals. But at the, but I listened to it and I was like, you know, that's exactly perfect for where this the, like where that last turn ended felt exactly perfect for, to have this this be the analogy. Ah, oh, thanks. Um, I guess. Yeah, what did you imbue of yourself? Yeah, I think like I in in doing these these turns like so short, like you know, I I I try not to be a perfectionist about writing because then like I can actually enjoy it whereas I don't enjoy perfectionism. Mm-hmm. So like I I found myself being like, okay, like how do I like make something that will be um like vivid and lively and inspiring but also that like uh you know, I can I can do like five of these uh like across a week and a half you know yeah and uh and so yeah i guess like that's yeah um so i so i wound up definitely like yeah leaning leaning into like things that i I could like have like a sense memory of um including like yeah water and, and and all that sort of stuff um so uh i don't know if is there anything that you'd like to add for this second question I uh like I like I mentioned I I I added a I imbued a lot of my I imbued a lot of my my professional life into each character but I think the thing that I wanted to throw out was there was an exercise early on in like turn 1 I think turns 1 and 2 there was an exercise that was envision breathing as one half of the pair and envision breathing as the other and I, it just happened to land on like a very good day professionally. Like like the work, you know, being that this this was a story about creators and artists. Like I, I was in a great mood about work and making things, and so I just kind of like closed and envisioned my breathing, and it was very, it was very slow. It was very calm and deep breaths, and you know, it was like breathing through a smile, and I was like, that feels. That feels like that feels like I was and 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 as I as I felt that I was like that feels like Tara and then the second day was you know feel the muscles and feel be in body be in your body as the body of the other half of the pair and on that day just as it happened to be work was more stressful and like one of my shoulders was tense Ooh. and like and and in that like it was affecting my breathing in just such a way that like colored how i embodied mags and like who mags was for me and what part of my what part of my brain and my creative processes mags became was very imbued by the me that gets wrapped up in that stuff and it there that was that those were the two moments where i was like okay i i'm feeling how each of these characters feel and how they relate to this thing that they're doing and it kind of like that was the thing that kind of made the puzzle pieces fall into place oh that sounds like such a lovely moment it really was um so so yeah how did it make you feel to end the connection between the pair and for the distance to become vast and unknowable again so i did not read ahead and so when i read the closing ritual was about five or ten minutes prior to the recording Mm -hmm. 
And when I sat down and read the words, the last time that one pair, part of the pair thinks about the other, I, in the, in the absolute best way possible, it was like getting hit by a train. Oof. Because I was like, because we had ended with this moment of like, oh, you know what? Like, it turned out I think they're going to be okay. Oh. And then, like, it just flooded with all of these questions. Uh, all of these, these very, these very mags-like questions in my head of, well, what's going to happen to the, to the project? Like, how do they continue the work? You know, they've got, they've got, they've got a, like, all of these things started swirling in my head. And I was like, okay. Okay, so like, and I and and kind of in thinking about those questions in relation to that prompt, it, it, and then like, I kind of like once it kind of like that that kind of hit me of like, well, that means that they haven't worked together in a while, and then that was kind of when I went, and you know what, Tara's probably fine with that, and then like I felt like a surprising amount, like a an unexpected amount of comfort and and happiness at that thought. I was like, you know what? Like, I think they're probably they're probably both okay with. And the last turn ended with, you know, they might come a time when they part ways and they don't work together anymore. And it just, I, 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 once I like found the shape of it, it was a very comfortable and joyous feeling. It was a very contented feeling. I think, I think for me, I felt both similar, but also like. You know, um, there's such a ritual aspect to, like, doing the turns, uh, you know, day by day and, like, sort of, like, you know, this little, uh, you know, like, oh, like, uh, like, I wonder when Jeff will have the chance to record. And then, like, mm-hmm. ah, like, uh, you know, I wonder when I'll have the chance to, you know, do my turn. And it became, like, such a part, even, like, such a short time of, like, the structure of, like, the shape of my week. Yeah. Uh, that I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, like, you know, writing together and, like, you know, um, exchanging, like, creative stuff is a really intimate thing. And that's something that, like, you know, Mags and Tara do together. And I was like, mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of, like, emulating that in, like, a small way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, like I'm enjoying these exchanges. I'm like, I guess I'm, like, sad to end the game, but it felt in terms of, you know, the pairs ending and the distance sort of, you know, becoming vast and unknowable again, I was like, yes, like this feels like it's exactly as it needs to be for the game that we played together. Yeah, I agree completely. I, 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 I exactly, exactly the same way. Any final thoughts before we, before we call, before we end this beautiful game? Uh, I think my last thought is just sort of, yeah, thank you. Like, uh-huh. thanks for your words and your, like, your trust and, and trying out this game with me. Oh, thank you. This was a, this was an amazing, I, this was a, this was, a, this was exactly the experience that I thought it was going to be and hoped it would be. And that, like, uh, when we, when, when, when we initially talked about the game and, and talked about doing this episode and talked about and when we first met, like, I was, it, it, it filled exactly the place in the last week of my life that I'd hoped it would, and I could not be more grateful. Well, I think and that's so, a, a lovely spot to, to leave our game. I think so. Well, thank you so much for playing with me. This has been an amazing experience. Same goes. So, real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you, your work, and Cadences online? Okay, so Cadences is crowdfunding right now. We are past... Uh, pretty well past 50% of our funding goal. Uh, and we're funding till March 15th. So that's one place that you can get cadences is on Indiegogo. Uh, it'll also be available past the campaign, of course, uh, on itch. And also, uh, we're hoping to keep the Indiegogo open for folks that, that missed their chance. Uh, you can find soft chaos, uh, on Twitter at soft underscore chaos. Uh, and you can find us, on the internet more broadly at softchaos.games. Uh, as for me, uh, I am Jekka Games on Twitter. Uh, and I think you have a link section underneath the episode. So I do. Yeah, I don't you can need find, to spell that. You can, you can find all those links in the show notes. Uh, again, thank you so much for this experience. I, I am eternally grateful for it. This has been absolutely incredible. 
Uh, and for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Jess for coming on to the show. That game, like, really, truly, like, the two weeks that we were playing that game, it was really something that I was, like, looking forward to every time I went to play it. And the more I thought about these characters, it just... Thank you for, like, making this, like, special thing in a point in my life for a period of my life, even if it was just a short two weeks, like... It truly meant something to me, and I really just want the emphasis of that put on Mike. Anyway, like I said, Cadences is currently crowdfunding. You can find a link to the crowdfunding campaign in the show notes. Go back the game, make it a reality, get your copy. I think it is a truly beautiful and wonderful and poetic game that, like, you know, reading it and playing it, I think, is something really special, and I think you're going to love it. And of course, you can follow Soft Chaos on Twitter at soft underscore chaos. And you can follow Jess on Twitter at jkgames. That's J-E-K-A games. Then you can follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash party of one podcast. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review or Podchaser review or wherever the hell you leave podcast reviews. There's a bunch of sites. You probably use one. I'm not your boss. I'm not I'm not your dad. You can also financially support the show at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. You can tell a friend about the show. You can leave us some love on social media, though I am actively trying to engage less with social media because it's killing me slowly on a day-to-day basis. Or you can listen to the other podcast that I produce with my best friend, Aaron Catano Saez. Uh, All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, where uh, every week we take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday, and ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming onto the show as guest, or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it. So, until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. 